Shannon Johnson and Dan Blanc are just two guys who love the fencing industry and are here to help you grow your company and find solutions to your business challenges. So buckle up and hold on tight as they take you on this ride called My Fence Life. Today is June the 15th, 2022. And then, oh, you know what time it is. It's freaking Wednesday, baby. It's another time. Some time for another episode of My Fence Life Live. Guys, my name is Cannon Johnson. I'm with Jackson Fence Company in Medina, Tennessee. And this is my good old buddy, old pal, Dan Blanc from the Fence King down in Mandeville, Louisiana, better known as the Bayou. What's happening, man? Did, did, you, did you practice that? I think you practice that. Look, I, I stood in front of the mirror a couple times, and I, you know, they say, like, if you're going to give a speech, look yeah. at yourself in the mirror, imagine people in underwear. So, yeah, that's what I've been trying to do. Uh, Did you imagine uh, me in my underwear? No. Um, good, good. Actually, I didn't do the underwear thing at all. It made me a little so. nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dano, hey, man, happy Wednesday. I hope you've had a good one. I hear we got a pretty good, uh, pretty cool little episode today, something that I have a lot of interest about. Um Talking about gate automation, and we've got the gate automation guru from Yo State, Susan Worley from Southwest Automation, and we're going to bring her live here in just a minute with us. Oh, crap. What's going on? Nothing, man. I'm trying to share the show. Oh, okay. Well, hey, guys, I'm going to bring on Susan Worley here. Let me click this little button for us. And... Susan Worley, you are with us from Southwest Automations in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Welcome to the show, My Fence Life Live. I hope you've got a lot of content because I ain't got nothing. Well, hey, y'all. I think so. I, I'm pretty passionate about it. <laughs> man, she sent, me, about it. <laughs> she, sent me, she sent me an email, man, that was, uh, that was out of control. I was like, boy, yes. this girl put some... She put yeah, some work so, into so, it. So, so, yeah, a little, little tidbit here. We got a cheat sheet tonight. We ain't had a cheat sheet ever, <laughs> Susan. All right. So we don't even know how to act. We're just like, all right, go ahead, Susan. Say what you got to say. Um, well, look, Susan, you, you, you are with Southwest Automation. You guys are, are, are specialists in the gate automation world, and you're in Louisiana. And what we all know, anybody that's doing gate automation in the country knows about Louisiana. That's a unique state in the union. So, Let's start there. Tell us, tell us what you know about. Uh, tell it. Just start talking. Take just it talk, away. Start talking about Southwest Automated Security or the state of Louisiana. Either way. <laughs> well, Louisiana, we like to eat and we like to eat good. We like it spicy. And yeah. then Southwest Automated, we are a wholesale distributor uh-huh. of gate operators, access control, CCTV, and everything in between. Oh wow! We have 19 locations across the U.S. and growing every single day. And we are 100% employee-owned. Wow. Something we're very passionate about. You practice that. I say it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Real smooth. Yeah, man. She sent this email. Her and I have been talking for probably three weeks now, maybe. Hey, we need to do do automation. We need to get this thing rocking and rolling. Let's make this happen. Um, But I want to make it and do it right. So let's have a, you know, one, two, three, four. You know, what are the four things you need to know if you're considering doing, you know, gate operators, access control, and even, you know, closed circuit television? And uh, she sent me an email, and I could tell she worked really hard on it. And she's like, how's this? And I responded with, eh, it's all right. 
<laughs> <laughs> Look at old Pepper in here, man. Uh, pepperoni. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. So I sat down and went through it and kind of spiced it up a little bit and made sure we we're on track. So let's follow this agenda tonight, all right? Put a lot of time into this. I don't know how to act. I do not know how to I act. I know, I know. Guys, if we can keep Cannon from running down a rabbit hole tonight, it'll be a miracle. I mean, I, I don't know where I can get a word in here. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I, I think I can prep this pretty well, though, Dan. Let me try to prep this. Susan, listen, there's a lot of people doing gate automation these days, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people doing a really good job with gate yes. automation. There's a lot of people that's just like, hey, yeah, black to black, red to red, we got you. We can do this, you know? And that's the problem. That okay. is the problem. That there's a the lot problem. of geography or geometry that goes into it. So a lot of preparation. What is the state of Louisiana doing to to to, to make this safe? Just let's, so let's we do it. have state licensing requirements in Louisiana. You do have to either be a licensed electrician, um, a licensed gate operator installer, or a licensed contractor, and you have to be registered through the state fire marshal's office. Yeah, so you got to be one, two, three, all of those. Pretty you crazy. Gotta be a, you got to be a licensed electrician and a or, you have or. to be one of the three. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. So I was and talking. And there are actually four states right now that are requiring it. Yeah. Um, which is Louisiana, Mississippi, Nevada, and Oklahoma. So what does it what does it mean to be a licensed gate operator? It means that you have had specialized training in installing gate operators. That you've been an apprentice for a year, and that you have installed many and done all the training um you do have to keep up with ceus every year so you do have to keep your education going mm-hmm. yeah um i was talking to her about it and uh i was like man you got to be a licensed electrician blah 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 and but i can be a licensed contractor and do this and she's like usually licensed contractors just hire it out you know because they, they're not electricians so it's kind of crazy you you, you got to be a licensed contractor to do it but they end up hiring electricians, right? <laughs> and gate operator installers, yeah, yes. and the gate operator installers. Bob Butterfield. Bob's great. He does all kinds of crazy stuff. You got your little fan club here tonight. She does, awesome. man. <laughs> Garrett St. Germain. Well, I guess I have to shout out Garrett. Um, he's who actually I made both of y'all call at um, yep. on the road training. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. Totally out so he's with powered access he's a new company uh-huh. he went from strictly fence and he has i'm not going to say completely let go of fence but he is a gate operator installer now wow so in the state of louisiana not anybody can just put in a gate operator so you limit out a lot of the um um the unqualified the untrained the un and the, the diys and the diys and so there's still some out. guys still still some guys doing it around town they are. You know? And if there's an accident, it's not going to be good. And that's that's with anything. Though. That's with any trade. Like, you know, we're all supposed to pay taxes. There's a lot of people that don't pay taxes. We're all supposed to, um, you know, this and that and that. But, like, people skirt the system, you know, and a lot of people get away with murder, you know. Um, but it's a um, – I'm excited to hear about this. I, Susan, I sat through the um, – Actually, I have a, a certificate, I guess, if you will. Um, I don't like working too hard. I, look at me. Do I look like I work hard? You know. But look, I sent through the uh, the gate automation system designer. 
program for two days. And then I took the test and somehow I passed it. All right. Does that make me certified to install gate automation in the state of Louisiana? Technically, no. You still have to apprentice for a year. Yeah, so don't be coming down here trying to do gate operators. <laughs> stay, stay your ass up there in Tennessee. But I'm better than the guy that has nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. So, look, what I know about gate automation, and, and, and uh, man, listen, I, I see some of these, these things on Facebook, and I, I, don't, I, I just bite my tongue, you know. But I see loose wires. I see entrapment zones at the wild zoo, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, when you sit through these programs, Nick uh, Reich taught my class, and OMG, okay? Like, I walked away like, damn, we haven't, we don't need to do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you got four inches here, six inches there, like any anywhere. I looked at a gate op- operator today, Susan, that was installed in the center of a brick column, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> had the scissor arms. And I'm really, I'll be telling you something, I'm torn about the scissor arms. I'm like, man, the scissor arm itself is a major entrapment. Why are we not upset about that? You know, that's a, that's, that might go down a rabbit hole if we talk about that, but that's the whole nothing. But I mean, if you're aware of your surroundings and you strategically place your safety devices, you're yeah. covered. If you're installing yeah. it correctly, you're definitely lessening your chances of hurting a person because that's all we're concerned with. We're only concerned with hurting people. Correct. Well, we looked at the system today and I was like, all I could see was like entrapment, entrapment, problem, problem. And, and the guy just wanted his stuff fixed. I was like, bro, man. I looked at the picture and I said, hey, BJ, you got to call this guy. He's like, he needs, he needs this, this, this. Like, he needed like seven different, um, uh, he needed contact edges added. He, he didn't have any eyes on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't like doing anything without loops or, or some kind of vehicle uh, detect. I hate, I hate it. I hate the idea of not. I hate the idea of somebody's car getting hit, you know, and it's going to be the mailman, going to be your best friend, your mom, your dad, your brother, yep. your, you know how it is. It's not going to be you, you know. No, it's going to be your friend that you invited over and they don't know how to use your stuff, you know. And, and, but it, they shouldn't have to know. It should just work, you know. So uh, I see this stuff all the time and I'm like, man, this is the major problems. And Mark Olson, a guy from SWI Fence, he taught us how to put in gate operators. And I saw, uh, this is when this is when my whole, like, Boom, happened. I saw a gate push Mark Olson like 14 foot across a gravel, gravel driveway. And he was trying with all his might to stop this gate, you know? Really? And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that thing is strong. And then he looked at me. He said, hey, you got a little girl, right? I said, yeah. He said, how old is she? I said, six. He said, you think she could stop it? Hmm. Absolutely not. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, UL18 is definitely set up to counteract that the safety devices and the inherent sensors and um, monitor devices. When those items fail, your operator now fails. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a monitored safety device, it is completely to protect human life Mm -hmm. so that she doesn't have to stop it. That's what the edges are for. That's why you're going to monitored products. That's why you're following UL 18. Yeah. Brian here says, uh, Miss the states that require special licensings for gate operators. Is California on that list? No, they're not on the list. Louisiana, Mississippi, Nevada, and Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Who else we got in the comments? Josh Glover's in here. Surprised California is not at the top of the list, to be honest. You would think, man. You would think. Man, we got a bunch of new listeners in here. Did you do some type of email blast? Like, hey, I'm going to be on the show tonight. I have may have texted everybody I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Look, I got to do something, man. It's been killing me. I've been wanting to do this all week just for Canon. So um, I see uh, I see Terry. Terry's in here. What's up, fellas? Fence King, baby, right? Put it in reverse, Terry. Bag up, bag up. Bag up, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse. Oh, Lord. Lord, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I've been waiting all week to do that for Bro, you, Bro, and it's that time of the year. Every <laughs> year, that, that video pops up on my Facebook timeline, and I just laugh. It's so funny. Susan, have you seen this video? I have not. Mm, you need to look up. Back uh, it up, Terry. You back up, Terry. So every time Terry gets on the show, like afterwards, Cannon's like, man, we should have that recorded, back up, Terry. So it popped up actually on my Facebook. So I got on YouTube. It's that time recorded. of the year. No joke. Yeah, this is the real deal. <laughs> All right, I'm good. We can get back on gate operators. I just, I just had to do it. I've been waiting all week. It's been killing me. Well, before we get back on gate operators, let's talk about this haircut, man. Everybody is, like, I mean, look. Everyone's uh, digging it. It looks nice. And this is a sports clips cut, too, so. Look out. Props, props to sports clips out here. Hey, 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 they're not sponsoring us. They got me in and out in 20 minutes, too. <laughs> look, Terry, they can't back it up like this, Terry. <laughs> Terry worked all day out in the heat, came back this afternoon, sat out in the parking lot with Dylan, put two little beavers together that I had to go to Baton Rouge and pick up today. So uh, thank you, Terry and Dylan, for getting that done. <laughs> and you got to stop by my office. Oh, yeah, that's true. I stopped by Stevens Pipe and Steel, and I saw uh, Micah. And then um, I stopped by uh, Susan's, saw her. At uh, Southwest Automation and Security. Lucky. Yeah, it was a good time. All right, let's get back to the gate automation. Susan, what else? What else should we not be doing or should we know? I mean, you definitely should be working with the AFA and the FWA to get licensed, to stay educated. I mean, y'all are already doing it constantly. Y'all are working with people like uh, Tony Thornton's uh, consulting group just to elevate your companies. I mean, when you stand in front of a customer, especially a large commercial job, and you know what you're talking about, it doesn't matter what your price is. Mm-hmm. They don't want to talk to the guy who can't talk to you about safeties, can't talk to you about automation, mm-hmm. can't talk to you right. about what product you're putting in. But, I mean, it's just a first step, like, from fence to gate operators. Like, you can really optimize the growth of your company with a uh, – all the things that we're selling. So um, we were talking about um, compounded annual growth rate. So for Finch right now, it's 5.5%. For gate operators, it's 5.6%. For access control, it's actually 6.48%. And for CCTV, it's 13.1%. That's how quickly these markets are growing every year. Wow. Now, what is CAGR again? Cumulative. Compound. Compound. I'm bound. Okay. Yeah. Annual <laughs> growth rate. All right. I'm gonna put this in the comments real fast. Can we do that? I want. I want. Yeah. Every, I want this. I want this recorded somewhere. So compound. I suck at this. Say it again. Annual. And how you spell that? A N N U A L. Just in. Growth. All right. So so rate. Gate. Rate is R A T E. And look, guys. I'm gonna. Are you so you're telling me gate operators is growing five point six percent? Nationwide, or what does that mean, really? Annually, they're growing. So where are we in? Like in, in your company, in my company, where? In in the entire United States, we're talking oh, wow. about United States statistics. How many more people are wanting it every year? 
from last year. What's the driving factor? Why do more people need gate automation? Safety, security, concern for their their own stuff. My mom's car got stolen out of the our own driveway like two weeks ago. Guess when my gate's going in? Next week. Guess who's installing it? Powered access. What? So wait, wait. What kind of car does she drive? Are they still just a Kia. A Kia. Yeah, just a, a Kia. Kia. Kia's are nice. Man, I mean, I- it was brand new. She'd only had it for three weeks. What kind of Kia? I don't know. Man, I'm stuck. I tell you, SUV. I, I went to Baton Rouge today. SUV. A little vroom is it, vroom. Is it a little Telluride? No, it's a little, little one. Maybe like the Soul kind of. She said just the Kia. I'm like, well, hold on. Tell me more about this Kia. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. I was in Baton Rouge today. Well, and I was stolen already. So. I was in Baton Rouge today, and I believe everything you just said that somebody stole a Kia. Because I was like, I cannot wait to get out of here. And I'm, I don't live in Baton Rouge. I live in Michael a Brooks suburb man. down a one-way road with only one entrance and exit. Really? So somebody walked in, found it. I mean, I sleep in better at night once that gate will go up. Oh, Wait, I, bet I think you your mom's car is a Hyundai. Oh, it's a Hyundai Kona. <laughs> 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 I thought I heard her yelling down the hall just now. <laughs> yeah, I got to meet mom? mom today. She's my uh, assistant branch manager and RMA lady. She handles all our warranties wow. in this branch. Do y'all have a lot of RMAs? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say a lot. I'd say the normal amount. Okay, it happens. For yeah. CCTV, it's like 0.5%. Mm-hmm. For access control, man, I'd say it's lower than that. It might be 0.25%. For gate operators, it's a little bit higher, but I sell a lot more gate operators than I do access control and CCTV also. And that, doesn't, that doesn't mean it's faulty. It's, no, life no. happens. Sometimes it's just a situation where it's an electrical surge and mm-hmm. people are trying to warranty it. Yep. Right. Doesn't mean they're going to get the warranty, but I had, that's a, guy. Up to the I had a guy try to do that with me. So, <laughs> and two, man, she sells, um, you sell oh, uh, from the bottom to the top when it comes to gate operators. Mm-hmm. She's got GTOs and Ghost and all the way up to uh, U- US automatic, um, uh, high security, yeah. automatic, door king, door king, uh, maximum controls. <clears throat> I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. Viking. Yeah, she's got all those. So I'm sure she's got everything uh, that's UL listed. Keith Pace, she cannot answer this question, bro. What manufacturer do you have the most RMAs inquiring minds want to know? Let's not go there. Keith, we can't. Keith, we're not doing the uh, spooky control Mark Olson SWI thing. (laughs) Successful contractor. We're going to stay away from that. So, so let's talk about the spooky controls. Can we talk about that? That's GTO, sure. right? Uh, it used to be GTO before they separated. Yeah, it's had a pretty bad name in the industry. Can we can we address that? Sure. So, does it have a place in a in a professional installation wardrobe? Uh, for a price conscious consumer. Mm-hmm. With um, very few people coming in and out, absolutely. Yeah, so like I see a lot of those Canon on farms on a gate, and the um, you know the 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 landowner wants to go with something that is inexpensive because they might open it one day a week, and the cows or the the livestock end up screwing it up. So they're like, why am I going to spend all this money? Because I could come through here in a week 
and uh, the cow decided to scratch his ass on it, you know? <laughs> so, I, so, I, so I get that. I get that. So, um, okay. Hey, look, Michael Brooks, he has a, a very valid question, I feel like, and I feel like we should address this one. He says, the better question is, uh-huh. do, you, do you see one company that's, that's more likely to approve an RMA? Absolutely. Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Good service. Good service. No questions asked. Take care of the customer. Yeah. Michael Brooks is great at what he does. If there is a mind you want to delve into, that's the guy. You know, I watch his videos and I, he, he's really, I watch him too, man. He's got a little cart and stuff and they got all their little stuff set up. And he's uh, pulling up, he's pulling up to your driveway to work in your gate out of the 1990s, man. Got the freaking jumpsuit on and the the, the van and the little cart. Like, I'm like, bro. All right, do your thing, man. <laughs> you know, I like what he's doing. I really he's do. Done some classes for us, some CEU classes, just training people on multimeter usage. Something that simple can change your entire, you know, path and how quickly you're in and out on a troubleshooting issue, problems. And wow, I tell you what, man. Dan Wheeler sent me a text message a few minutes ago. Don't forget to hit record. And now I know he's watching, right? <laughs> And I know what he's doing. He's writing down Michael Brooks right now in his list of guests to call. Mm-hmm. Dan Willard, Michael, call us first. <laughs> I like I like Mike Brooks, man, and I like the guy that he's training. Like he, it's like a, the way he the way he does his social media. It's real engaging. It's almost like they're characters in a TV show, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I just like he's grooming this young man to to, to do it, and, and the and the guy that works with him. Wears the same uniform, bro. Like they both got the same like <laughs> navy gray colored yeah. jumpsuit, like, like Mario like and Luigi. Before, you know what I mean? And <laughs> they're out here in the heat, bro, putting in these gate operators. I'm just like, man, props to these guys, you know, for out here doing it and and being cool. I like I like cool people. Yeah, I like I'm, people who, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by what he's doing. So usually yeah. I save his video. And I go back and watch it, like when I'm watching TV or something. Got one AirPod in. Pepper doesn't know I got it in. She probably does, but and I'll watch it then where I can pay attention because you know he. What's the name of his uh, thing? It's like get a, some information out of his access videos. control expert, I believe. Ace, Ace, ACE access. Yeah, that's it. Look at Dan Wheeler. Damn you, Dan! Get the hell out of here, Dan Wheeler. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. Susan, we appreciate you. Uh, for wanting to be on our show and not many people even want to speak to us and much less be seen publicly speaking to us. So <laughs> it means a lot to us. Well, thank you for having me. Like, We're not over. We're not over. I agree. I'm just saying like, yeah, it was highly intimidating, but I decided like if I'm scared and nervous, I have to do it. Oh, you see what Pepper just put on there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I did not. I do now. What about having an AirPod in my ear that she can't see when we're watching TV? Oh, yeah. On the opposite side. Yeah, so look, um, let's, you know, let me get out of this hole that I just dug myself. And, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm reading on here and it says, how many times have you come in contact with contractors that think they can do everything, but they really can't? Um, All of us. Well, you know, and, and that's that's important because... We're leaving money on the table if we really can't. If we can't do fence and do the gate operator and weld the gate up, right? 
do the access control and give the customer the, the, the closed circuit televisions that they want, <clears throat> then we're having to sub this out, sub that out. Because, look, I sub all mine out. I'm not happy about it, but I do. And the reason why I'm doing that is because the guy that I use supplies the equipment. So then if there's a callback or a warranty issue, I just like, yo, got a problem. Go fix it. I would say there's nothing wrong with that 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 business model though. Like it's your job to give a solution to a customer, and if they want to get out of operator, you know the guy, and you can make it happen. And that's really all that matters. And and it's also they they might call you, you know, when well, it fails, and gate operators fail. That's that's the reality of it. So, but the thing is, you can just call your your guys. Say, hey man, I need you to go back by this job for the Johnsons and see what's going on. And you don't have to stop building fence to go look at it. Gate operators, that's the reality of it too. We want people to do it and do it right. But it's also it's it can become a full time freaking thing, you know, because things stop working, safeties go out, batteries need to be changed, and it's never convenient when that stuff happens. Well, right? you know, the the reason why I do that too, Cannon, is because um um it, it, I, I'm I'm utilizing this guy actually. He yeah, doesn't absolutely. watch he doesn't watch the show, so I'm just gonna say it. So whenever we have repairs come in, I don't make any money off the repairs. I send him the repair. And in return, instead of him giving me a kickback or breaking me off, whatever, I make him put a sticker on that says, you know, Fence King, do not open it, void your warranty. So he's putting these stickers on all these gate operators all around town, and I'm getting more and more calls. That's why Dylan's going down to Dallas to do the uh, the gate design, because mm-hmm. we're getting more and more calls because he's putting these stickers on all the repairs that he's doing. Because he knows they're calling me, and I'm just going to call him. But really, I'm going to stop calling him. So, but I mean, you're also leaving on the money money on the table by not offering like maintenance contracts, right? You and know, I'm very, very interested in that. Not having callbacks. If you're yeah. there every quarter or every six months or every twelve months, they've already paid you for that service. You fit them into your schedule. Your gate guy shows up. And yeah, that's on my in your maintenance contracts, you're even going as far as saying, you know, a repair doesn't fall under a maintenance contract. You're just making sure it doesn't fail. Susan, is that something you can you can shine light on? Is 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 the maintenance contract? I'm sure you've seen some or have some ideas. I've seen some, but outside of that, like it's specific to every region, every area, what you want to offer. Some people I know who who have bases and stuff like that, they have to offer emergency. Uh, maintenance contracts. They have to be there within an hour's notice and stuff like that. But I mean, they're also paying for that service, but specifically now I don't have. Yeah, I need, uh, that's on my to-do list. My to-do list is to get a maintenance contract done. So, and uh, I see Micah saying. contract becomes like a residual income. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, it does. And Nathan asked a question. I know people who will talk to you about maintenance contracts. And we'll help you work something out. I know Brian I know will. There are lots of partners in this in this industry who are willing to work with other companies mm-hmm. to help them better themselves. I'm sure Brian with the FWA has one. I guarantee he does. I bet you does. In, in the defenseworkers.org uh, webpage, I bet, you, I bet we can. We'll look for that. Brian, if you're with us tonight, man, help us out, bro. We need to. We we all we all need help with that one. That's that's a tricky one. Yeah, that's um, a good one. I see. Look, Michael, Mike, Micah said uh you technically can't advertise them in the state without having a license also um i well what i did was is i signed a contract with this guy to do my work and signed him on as you know with the company as 
my gate operator guy. So that's kind of how my attorney said I could get around that. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, just so you know. And Keith Pay said that uh, I'm in Mike Gulledge's old office. Yes, I am. And Keith, you and I went to um, Finch University together a few years ago. Oh, and Keith Pay something else, ain't he? <laughs> Keith, you look good in that profile pic, bro. Good job. How old is that thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, one of the thing, one of the things on here is uh, we have potential higher earnings, right? That's uh, yes. that's one of the things we wanted to talk about. And um, you said on here that the natural progression for your company would or should be what fence insulation to gate operator installation to access control installation to CCTV. So that's. You know, that's optimizing your growth by going ahead and saying, hey, all right, let's move into this next thing. Like, you know, moving in maybe to staining or uh, or whatever, whatever the case might be, you know. Well, you even mentioned recently you were doing a quote for, I mean, Frito-Lay maybe. I mean, those guys need a gate operator to get into their front door or into their their parking lot. Mm-hmm. They need some kind of access control to know who's coming in, when they're coming, when they're leaving. You can even tie that into something every time they enter the building and exit the building. They need LPR cameras because they have really expensive equipment on property. There are cameras out there that read every single tag that comes in and out and stores it in the cloud for you or on a hard drive or however you want it. Like, Dude, I walked in her office today. And I turn around and they got these TVs. So she's got all these cameras set up. And I'm like, ooh, that's a bad pick of me. So the camera took a picture of me. Oh, wow. And it, and then when the guy, I'm looking at the guy unloading a truck in her warehouse. And it's got this red box around him. And it's taking a picture of him. And she goes, yeah, we have facial recognition. And I can go ahead and name this photo of this guy. And if we run him out of here and he ever comes back, the camera system will alert us, hey, Billy oh, Joe's awesome. back, the guy that's been stealing from you. you know. But not just in my branch. It'll actually shoot across all 19 of my locations. It's all tied together. Them. Think about how big of a deal that is in retail. It blows. Walmart. So don't yeah. steal anything from Southwest, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But so, yeah. so can we talk about the access control side of it? Absolutely. So, so, so like AFA, we we've got these classes for gate um, gate automation. There's not really anything for access control, is there? There's absolutely a section on access control and telephone entry. Um, now, anything deeper than that, I have an entire access control team at SAS, and we focus on training. We do training every Thursday, and it's my job to disseminate that information down to you to make sure when you go on site, you understand what ha- what's happening. So, okay, so let me give you an example. Um, there's an apartment complex going up mm-hmm. in our town, okay? And this is a job that, that, that we've been in discussions on. Hey, actually, let me tell you something. I went to the Gate Automation System Designer School. I'm going to brag here just a little bit. Uh, Nick Wright, my boy, taught me this. <laughs> you know, when you get to a gate operator um, or a gate, closed gate at a apartment complex, what if you don't know the code, you know? And you can't get in, and you got to leave. You got to turn around. Well, they had this thing. Listen, I saved the freaking day, Susan. I had saved the day. They had this thing drawn out with no turnaround. And I was like, hey, look, I think we can help you out. But first thing we need to do is we need to go back to the drawing board, 
All right. What are you going to do when somebody gets up to this gate and there's a line behind them and they don't know the code? Uh, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. I need to put a time. You asked me to solve that? They have no, a machine. No, I, asked, I, asked, I asked the guy. I'm like, look, y'all need to go back to the. To yeah. The, uh, and be like, hey, look, we have to change this. We have to have a way to turn around. And they, like, you said this earlier, like, hey, when you know what you're talking about, people start listening. They were like, damn. Yeah. Okay. You know, they're like, damn, we didn't think about that. Like, they would have built this whole apartment complex and forever would have had a problem with traffic jams at the front gate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or people mm-hmm. would have been there and they would have got in because somebody from behind them would have pulled up and hit the button and let them in. Just that's all I can do. I got, I got to let them in. They're stuck. Yeah. And there's you a know? lot of places like that, man. A lot of places. Yeah. There's so, all right. So, so my question is this. All right. So the gate, the, the, the apartment complex, right? Let's start here. What do you see? What's the most common way to access uh, like the people that live there? Mm-hmm. What's the most common system? Uh, are they using like a like a? They're using a cellular telephone entry system that mm-hmm. calls the residents and up to like three numbers in each home, and then they. Well, what about the resident themselves? Say what it again. The, what about the resident themselves? What's their most? They common? usually have remotes or own their own code to get in, or they can call themselves and hit on. Are you Ooh. seeing a lot of the uh, the little QR codes in the windshield? Uh, That's getting more popular. Absolutely, they have all kinds of stuff like long range readers that read your car. Um, yeah, she late. told me she told me today that you can give the uh, UPS man or the FedEx man a QR code, so For they some, can. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so on the back end though, all right. So let's 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 this is what I'm, I've I've never I never understand. All right, so I want to rent an apartment at this complex. So, hey, I'm going to the uh, like the little office deal or whatever they got, where the pool is probably. All right, so, hey, set me up an apartment, yada, yada, yada. Well, then they need to give me access to the gate. Is there some kind of computer that they're typing in? Like, do, 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 do. And, hey, look, hey, for now on, how does that work? Like, who, who, well, is, is, that, is that what the fence company does, or is that some kind of IT company that comes? Like, I've never it's understood. It's really that. up to you how you want that handled. If you want to hand that over to your apartment complex and let them be responsible for it, that's, your, that's up to you. But that is an option for reoccurring revenue for you and your company to be support, to input and take out people's names. That alone is a job in itself. I heard there's a company out of Austin, Texas, and that's all they do. Is data entry for like apartment complexes? Yeah. Oh, wow. Hmm. Interesting. Look at me coming up with a little, little niche. Oh. How do you say that? N i c h e. How do you say you that? Man, you the man. Hold it's, on. It's that, that deserves a. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, Susan, can we talk about the first time I met you? Sure. So look, Dan, I'm walking into the Hampton Inn, Mrs. Hampton's place over at Baton Rouge. <laughs> Mrs. Hampton. I love it. <laughs> and this cool lady comes, uh, I'm, I, I get to the front desk and I like set my bags down. Me and BJ, I set my bags down. And this cool lady here comes running around the corner like, can I? And I was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and she comes up and gives me a big hug. I'm like, hey, what's your name? She said, Susan. I said, Susan who? She said, Worthy. I said, Damn. Okay. And you know how it's funny because like we're on Facebook and we see these names all the time right. and, we're, and we're talking to these people like Michael Brooks. I wouldn't probably recognize him. But if he walked up and said, hey, I'm Michael Brooks. I'm like, damn, you are Michael Brooks. I <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So anyways, this is kind of surreal. And I, I really, Susan, you made my day. Like, 
Sam, I'm here at Baton Rouge out of this crap. You can't hey, I was excited. I got that picture of me and you, and yeah. I sent it to the president of my company, and he was like, oh, wow. I'm fan and girling with you. And then I made you call one of my customers. I'm fan and girl me. with you. You're so cool. <laughs> I appreciate it. You make me feel good, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> oh, man. He needed that. Uh, he called me. He's like, dude, there's some chick here. And she's like, Cannon. I'm like, really? <laughs> Like you ought to be but used to that. My question was, "Where's Dan? I need to talk to Dan. I haven't met that him is, yet." Either. That is exactly what she said. Uh, hey, Canada. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, I'm really looking for Dan. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I don't know where he's at. Yeah, my mom was dying, man. She passed away that a week later from that week when we met. So, sorry, didn't mean to damper the show. Nobody knows what to say now. Yeah. All <laughs> but yeah, that's where I was. Um, anyway, uh, so <laughs> trying to continue on here, right? We're over here like, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is what I should have hit. So, yeah, so he should have hit the crickets, huh? So, Ken, is she putting this little um, this email she sent me? She's like, look, uh, <laughs> she's had customers who were strictly fence builders for years. And they were doing one or two gate operators a year. And in six to 12 months, many of those companies have left fencing completely. That's like uh, Garrett, right? That his name? He's Absolutely. Just, he's just about he left it for fencing. He's like 15 com- years. Yeah. And, and now he's, like, he's, a, he's a gate guy. Yeah. Uh, and they've, joined the cha- they've enjoyed the challenge that the operators brought and how much more profit comes with less physically demanding work. That's a that's a mouthful there, bro. That's a mouthful. So that's honestly one of the reasons that I, I had an interest in learning. Because I was like, you know what? I don't know if Jackson Fence will be around forever. I kind of think it will be. Um, but there might come a time in a, in, a, in a day where I'm like, hey, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but if you know how to do gate op, uh, you know, automation, that's a lot less physically demanding of a thing. And you can... Damn near do it solo, but it's nice to have that guy to help you, you know, get the trenches cleared out and stuff like that. But um, you could damn near do it solo, man, and just do one a week and probably make a pretty good career out of it, I would think. Yeah. What you yeah. think, Susan? I think so. I mean, yeah, a lot of my guys are a one and two man crew and that's it. Yeah. But that being said, I have companies over here that are also just completely gate operators and access control and they're running five and six crews as well. Wow. And they're not touching any fence. That's awesome. So they got somebody that builds gates for them if they need it? Or they do do um, it Some of them do it in-house. Some don't. It's wow. all about the partnerships, the people you meet in, you know, yeah. at the AFA, at FWA. For us, though, it's 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 been a uh, – we've not done many at all, Susan, but it's been just another um, another way to keep people busy. Great jobs, you know? Mm-hmm. So – the guy that welds our gates, our shop guy, he he does our gate operators. And I truly believe, Susan, that this time next year, that's a whole little thing. Like, And I truly believe that the guy, my shop guy, that's what I call him, BJ, who also does our gate automation, mm-hmm. I think he'll be like a like a little manager over the shop and the gate. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. he'll be kind of do, doing a dual role. And then I think we'll grow it into a thing where um, hopefully he's managing two shops. That's my goal. Okay, and 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 a couple of gate technicians. You know, that's 
Dude, that's a that's a great vision. Have you told him that? <laughs> well, so I, I, I'll tell you this: like, <sighs> we switch gears I'm letting, here. Well, I'm letting him. Um, man, I give him a lot of autonomy because he's he's good. He's good at what he does. He's a problem solver. Uh, he's he's a good person as well. You know, pretty good communicator. And I'm letting I'm giving him more and more rope uh, just to see how it goes. And and I can I can see his his, his like excitement about it. Uh, I'm letting him sell the stuff. You know, I'm like, hey, look, I, I gave him some information today. I gave him I gave him some some pricing. Uh, and I was like, look, this is how we do it. You add this number. You have this number. You divide it by this and and send it. You know, uh, find out exactly what he has to have. Talk to him, educate him. You're the gate technician. He's he's now a certified gate. Uh, what do you call it? CGAT. That's how they say it. Yeah. I don't know he, pa- say he, it. he passed yeah. the test in Baton Rouge. Yeah. So so awesome. he still got like you know six months of, of apprenticeship or whatever. And I just I don't know how that works. Whatever. But anyways, we're doing it. You know, <laughs> our apprentice is a guy named Robert Brown uh, at Eagle Distributors. And and look, I did, I guess you guys are competitors. At the end. I don't know how that works, but you know. Uh, professional gate people, man, you guys are awesome. You know your stuff. And Robert Brown, he's one of those guys. I, I have to give him a plug because, yeah. and Susan, I'm sure you guys dealt with the same thing, but we spent hours on the phone with this guy, you know? And and truly, um, it's the service that mm-hmm. I admire, you know? And I'm like, uh, I would feel like a bad person if I bought gate stuff from other people because he takes time out of his week to help me grow my business, you know, it's like, like an extension to our, to our, to our company, you know, I'm not, not taking away from you, but like, I'm, I'm sure you guys do exactly the same thing. And that's, that's just, that's just another example of how service is what people are buying. You know, that's, that's, it's relationships too, man. People service might buy from you one and done, you know, cause Hey, uh, right. I'm going to send out four emails and I'm going to get four different quotes, yada, yada, yada. But if you want to build a long-term relationship and, 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 and a sales. Uh, cycle, that's how you get there. Uh, is it, is having a good relationship and answering the phone and and, and doing whatever you can. And look at old Alex with Fence Unlimited. So, anyways, uh, not to go on a rant. Uh, you, Susan, no, it's true. It's important to find a great sales partner and supplier. Like that's actually one thing on our list to talk about. That's what we're focused on at SAS is about relationship selling. Like. Our industry has seen so many mergers and acquisitions over the last several years and the fencing industry suppliers and gate operator manufacturers both. And um, many fence supply distributors also sell gate operators, but we're different because we are 100% employee owned. We actually have stake in the outcome. So that customer service you're speaking of is something that we put first and foremost. It's the most important thing that we know of because your success is actually our success. Yeah, I just, um, I just scanned your QR code. Did it work? It sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah, man, and um, you know, I, I I like that about Southwest Automation is because they're employee owned, so they're uh, they got a lot more riding on on it, a hell of a lot more. If you don't know what an ESOP is, you need to check it out. I was involved in one at one time. Oh, what is it? ESOP, E S O P. Okay. Employee stock ownership plan. Oh, yeah. wow. That means I am earning stock in my company for every year of service to them. And the more money we make, the more money our ESOP is worth. So, like, right. 
yeah, me picking up the phone affects my retirement someday. Mm. Yeah, it's it's an awesome program, man. It's a and it's a tough program to do. You know, to get started, book's got to be right. There was a plumbing company that did it. I don't know. So, if so, so, what does that mean? Like, what, what do you, what do you understand about this, Susan? I, I understand you say employee owned, but like, what if you? That leave? means that our board of directors can't sell this company without every single employee owner um, voting on it. That means that for every dollar we make, a portion of that is going into a retirement fund for each and every one of us. We don't have to put any money towards it. So basically, the more value that our company is worth is because of how much hard work we put into it. How, Like I said, picking up the phone makes a difference. How many times have you had to call somebody more than once or sent them a text or sent them an email and they didn't answer you because you need your quote immediately? That's what we're here for because, again, we have stake in the game. We have a piece of the pie. It's important. Well, not only that. um, those are the people that are going to be like, hey, yeah, I'll meet you down at the office at 8 o'clock at night to get you that board that you need to get that customer up and running because they know, yeah, I'm being a little inconvenienced. It's 8 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. but that customer service is going to keep that guy coming back, which is feeding my retirement. Oh, yeah. It's, right. you know, so it makes you feel like an owner. That's right. You know, it's a, it's a great program, man. It really is. And our company culture is really based around our ESOP. You know, it's a really positive culture to work with. I could call my president right now and he would answer the phone. I could call my regional VP and he would answer the phone. I know their wives. I know their children. You know, Mm. they know my family, my children. Well, add me to that list, Susan. If you call me, I'm going to answer too, just for the (laughs) record. I'm going to tell you right now. (laughs) Susan, that's a lie. That is a lie (laughs) from the pits of hell. That's your that's your perspective, Dan. <laughs> Wait, what? Something wrong with Dan? What? He don't uh, ever answer my phone. Uh, well, that doesn't mean something wrong with me. It might be something wrong with you, Dano. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good one, good one. Susan, have we left anything on the table? I mean, if you're not doing gate operators access control and CCTV, yes. Get involved. Get involved, man. So, um, is Southwest uh, Automation, did they have a booth at Fence Tech? This past year, we did not. Um, I was actually there with the NIMBIO booth. Um, the year before that, we did. Okay. Are y'all going to be at uh, FWA? I don't have an answer for that yet, but my heart's there. So, I'm going to talk to all the right people because, you know, what um, – Brian is doing is, I think, really incredible and important. <laughs> um, I do. And, I think it's very important. I no, mean, I was, I was passion, He's changing the industry. Yeah, he is. I'm sorry. I wasn't laughing at that. I was laughing. Okay. I was laughing at this comment right here. Um, but uh, Cannon and I are going to be there. Dan's automations, they might pick up the phone. They might send text messages, but they don't get any ownership. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we got Benji McKinney here from Clever Fox Media. Uh, Benji, what's up, bro? Man, I was on the phone with Benji today. Good Man, look, guy. Keith, Ace, uh, Keith, why you gotta do me like that, bro? Man, you know what I like about uh, you know what I like about Benji. Benji had somebody call him and like, hey, man, I want you to do for me what you're doing for Dan. And he's like, uh, where are you located? 
Like, ah, nope, can't do it. Dan's in that territory. Thank you, Benji. Get on. Lockdown. Yeah. (laughs) Guys, I have kind of a, um, I got to have an early quit time. I am. Uh, Dan asked me about my day. He never hey, did ask me about my day. Cannon, today. How, how was your day? My day was great, Dan. Thank you for asking. Um, Not a problem. Been, I've been busy, though. I am flying on an airplane in the morning at 512. I have to be at the airport about 330, Ooh. and that's an hour away from here. I'm going to Florida. See my good buddy, Josh Glover, at Mr. Fence of Florida. Flying down there. Check this out. We're going to rent a freaking Penske truck. We're going to fill it up with vinyl because some reason we don't have enough vinyl. <laughs> and we're going to drive it back up here and um, put it in the ground next Monday morning. So that's what we do for our customers. We love them. We like contracts, though, more than anything. And that's what we do to keep our contracts coming hot. We hop on airplanes and go to Florida. Did and you, drive did, did you practice that in the mirror also? Because that sounded really... Oh, man, I just I just got a plan, bro. And the other thing, too, uh, I got to go get a 45-minute uh, exercise in between now uh, and when I haven't packed. And I got a lot of shit. Cannon's doing 75 hard. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, but you brought it up. and look, Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you were I'm waiting not, for me I'm to bring it up. Hard, and I'm four days in. Uh, you know what 75 hard is, Susan? No, not at all. Look, uh, Matt Warner did it, and he looks great. David Gatto did it. He looks great. What it is, it's a mental toughness challenge, so it's not even a fitness thing, but it is a fitness thing involved. It's a, um, it's a, it's a mental toughness challenge where uh, each day you work out twice a day for 45 minutes each time. One of them has to be outside. They can both be outside, but the only way to really work out twice a day for 45 minutes is you got to wake up at 4.30 in the morning, mm. and you also got to do it in the evening. That's really the only way I can figure it out. You have to uh, pick a diet and stick to it for 75 days. All this is 75 days. There is no alcohol. And Susan, if you notice, I'm drinking water tonight. Usually, I'm drinking a beer. Okay? Yes, you are. Um, so I'm doing my part here, um, and you got to read a uh, you got to read ten pages out of a nonfiction uh, entrepreneur style book each okay. and every day. Entrepreneur every day. style? You don't really have to be. It's okay. just, it, there's different. It's just a nonfiction book, but I mean that's what I'm going to read. You know what I mean? Like leadership, uh, you know, something like that. So uh, I actually started the one minute manager today. That's a oldie but goodie. It uh, is a good one. So, yeah, that's where I'll be for the next, I don't know, week and a half or so. Wait, what, what book? The One Minute Manager. Ooh. I can't block. You're about to learn about some monkeys, huh? Blanchard. Blanchard. Is that the book about monkeys? Um, no. I suppose. Maybe There's not. a One Minute Manager about monkeys. Like people come into your office and they're like, they have a problem. And they leave that monkey in your office and leave. Now you got to take care of that monkey. And before you know, you got 20 monkeys in the office and you can't get nothing done. <laughs> I don't know. It's the one minute man, one minute manager thing. I think that's the name of it. I'd have to look it up. It's been a while since I read it, but it's, um, a, it's a great book. Well, Nathan Downs is on day 66 of the 75 hard. Uh, I'm curious, Nathan. That's a long way. I'm on day four, bro. Like, I don't have room to talk, you know, and it's been four hard days, four very sore, very tired, very, but I've got a little bit of energy. I feel, I feel kind of good. I'm going to do this, Susan. I don't know if I believe Nathan. I've been talking to Nathan like on a daily basis. He has not mentioned shit about 75 hard. Not a thing. Nathan. Is it not for real? I don't know. I don't know I don't how you can't. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big chunk. It's an hour and a half of working out twice a day, like 45 minutes each. You know, that's a lot of time. 
I would think just installing fence could be your workout and that's all day, right? Are you not installing fence ever anymore? Look at me, Susan. (laughs) 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 Well, man, uh, before we, before we knock off everybody, Cannon and I have been doing these little bonus episodes called ask me about my day because Cannon's got this thing that he likes to do. Dan asked me about my day because I hadn't brought up what he wanted me to bring up. And uh, so I think it's a great idea. And we've been making phone calls to just whomever. People call us. We're like, hey, we're going to record this call because there's a lot of things people call us about and we don't put it on the show. So y'all listen to those bonus episodes. It's not on YouTube. It's only on our podcast, which uh, we're now on iHeartRadio. So Apple, Spotify, all those guys. Look us up. That's right. And, and Susan, hey, thanks again for joining us at the My Salesman Studio. Um, this is My Fence Life, guys. Well, hey, before we log off, Susan, how can uh, people get a hold of Southwest Automation? Y'all got a 1 800 number? We have, yeah, I've got a phone number right up here. Mm-hmm. And anybody's welcome to call my office at any time. I'm in the Baton Rouge office. Um, I can link my, or I can get you my, uh, my office number. Yeah, give me that information. We'll put it in the description of the show. Absolutely. Okay? Thank you for listening to the My Fence Life podcast. And a special shout out to our sponsors, My Salesman, Job Nimbus, and Benji with CleverFox.online for making this podcast possible. We invite you to leave us a review. Your five-star ratings and reviews help spread the word to others in our industry. You can connect with Dan and Cannon on Instagram and Facebook at My Fence Life. The concepts and methods discussed are just the perspective of Dan Cannon and their guest. We hope the information given here will help inspire you to go on out there and crush it with your business. I'm Mr. Producer, reminding you to click follow on your podcast app to receive notifications of future episodes of My Fence Life.